This is Pedro. This is Tara. And welcome to the Goddard's Real and Raw Talk Show. Hello, hello. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday, everybody. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Goddess Got Really Raw podcast. <laughs> Come on, get it together now. <laughs> I know it's been a minute, but Mike, you forgot how to talk? I did. Just that quick second. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> but welcome to the show, guys. We're so happy to have everyone here today. Um, we're going to have a good show today, and we're excited about our guest who's going to be on. Um, Miss Alicia, what's Mincy. Mincy. See, I, get it, get it. I told you I was going to forget. <laughs> I think I'm saying it right. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah. But um, but yeah, we're going to have a good time today. We're going to talk about some important things that women, I would say men too, need to know. And um, I think because men need to know how to deal with right. their woman when they're going through this. Yes. Because it's not just the woman, it's the man and the, it's the woman and the man. Yeah. Or the man and the woman either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get started on that, just wanted to say, you know, again, happy Sunday, happy Sunday. Mm-hmm. We want to thank everybody for joining us. Mm-hmm. And also, sorry that we have not been on for the last couple of weeks. We've had a, a couple of technical difficulties and yeah. we finally got that sorted out. Um, and so now we're back on live today and yeah. we'll be back on each weekend at mm-hmm. on Sunday at nine o'clock our time in the UK. Mm-hmm. And all the other times in the different You got to check countries. the time zones and see yep, text where the time zones. Yep, I think Alabama, that part, central time is three hours ahead. No, three hours no. behind. Yeah, six to six hours. No, six hours. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah where six, you at? Where you going? Ooh, I'm way off. See, that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm rusty. Yeah, six yeah. hours. And right. New York is four, five. Bermuda, Bermuda is, is four. Four, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. check your time zone and see so you can pop in. And even if you just do the replay, um... You can just go in and watch and get some information that can help you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, so how was your week? How was your last couple of weeks? We've we've actually been very busy. We have been, and I'm just so glad we didn't slow it down. You know, that's the main thing. Yes. Slow down what? Where we slow down at? Slow down by just you know taking it easy. You slow down. I ain't slow you know? down. I'm still going every day. I got to work tomorrow, even though it's a bank holiday. That's messed up. Well, it's only because of my job. Yeah, it was the position and mm-hmm. the fact that the jobs are already in the system and right. they really needed them done. And the bank holiday was just made up a week was not made up, but was just put in a week ago. Right. So it mm-hmm. was like a last minute kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they asked me because of, as we know, today is the last day before the burial of the queen. That's right. Queen right. Elizabeth II. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's going to be buried tomorrow. I think yeah. she, they've gone through a 10 days of morning. Yeah. So it's been know. a lot of stuff going on. Um, we had something that was not funny, but you want something? What's that? They are, they are, I won't say they're losing their mind, but they are crazy. They are really thing over here. Yeah. I, so I didn't watching, think it was going to no, be like listen, this. I was watching TV, watching the sport. I was watching the Yankees because I got to see the Yankees on, right. ES, on ESPN here right. in the UK. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the volume goes down. So I'm like, what's, what's going on with the volume? What's, why is the volume gone? Mm-hmm. They actually muted the TV for a minute of silence. <laughs> I was like, "What is, what is going on?" Look, like, they taking this thing very seriously, and they put, you know, um, we have muted the TV, our observance and thing of the Queen Elizabeth death, and I was like, 
I'm trying to hear what's going on. <laughs> like, what is going on? I, mean, I, I was like, wow. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It is what it is. Make sure you put that on mute because I hear the kids. She's trying to turn on stuff. <laughs> I'm just trying to, but you know what? It is what it is. People know that we have kids on this podcast. So if you hear them in the background, it's okay. Poor thing. She's trying it's to turn quite on normal. <laughs> it's quite she normal. She finally got it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like, Echo. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, she had been a queen for a long time. So, you know, I, years. for a long, long time. And, you know, people, you know, they adjusting. They taking it really, really hard. Yeah, I put I saw a clip from um Trevor Nova, Noah, I think his name is, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how you know some people are just upset because some people the people that are not acknowledging it or saying, you know, they're like, why, why are you not, you know, she was a grandmother, she was a mother, you know, why are you not upset? Because everybody deals with things differently. Everybody, yeah, not everybody. Everybody deals. Everybody's not going to react the same mm-hmm. way. That some people are acting like I saw, where a a, a woman and her child mm-hmm. was online since two o'clock in the morning. How are you going to have your? I mean, the child to be no more than like six or seven in line at two in the morning. Yeah, but you and know. then when they got to the when they got to the to the coffin, a man pushed her aside and tried to get to the coffin. So then they had to arrest them, and then I guess you know a bunch of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So they both crying, and then she's like, "Oh, we have to get back in line so we can go." And and I'm like, "You're gonna go back in line, like, yeah, I, it's I, a culture yeah. thing, you know." I think I, because... no, to each their own. I mean, I you know, I'm I, I'm sorry she passed. Maybe because we don't we never lived here. Maybe because we're not I, from here. I, I feel that you know I have some, some type of remorse because, like you said, she was a mother. Yeah, she was a grandmother. Yeah, she was human. You yes. know what I mean? So that you don't want to see nobody. You don't want to yeah, see that so happen to the no point family. that they lost a relative, mm-hmm. a loved one. You know that's a hard thing. It ain't about the fact of her just being the queen and a title and everything that she carried. It's about the fact that she was, like I said, she was human. She was a woman that lived a life just like everyone else. And once, once everyone that lived must die. So she came to her point. So that's what it was. Yeah, the queen. Yeah. So. But as was for that, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> How was your um, week other than that? It was pretty good. Uh yeah, I had a conversation at work and got some things straight. I was um Ose would Ose would 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 be able to help me with this. I was a little burnt out. Mm. And um somebody brought up the thing where we was talking um where he actually had a he actually had a a podcast where he what's it called again? The um fire fire podcast? No, what's his podcast? Um Oh my goodness, I can't think of it at the moment. Oh, I gotta think about it. It's like, just yeah, oh me. my goodness gracious, I can't believe <laughs> I because I was gonna promote it, but mm. I, oh man, he has his all say Daniels. He's on Facebook and he is it empowered. Empowered, yeah, he has empowered, empowered in it. Uh, empowered, yeah, empowered. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, he's on Instagram. All say Daniels. O S E A. I mean O S E I Daniels, mm-hmm. and he was talking about like when you get to a point where you just quit. And you start not giving your all. Mm. And I wasn't to that point of not giving my all, but I was to the point of frustration where I wanted to leave. Yeah, I noticed that because you was really stressed. I was really stressed. They was really, they was piling a lot on me. And I had to tell them, you got to ease up. And once I had that conversation, they did ease up and Mm -hmm. um, helped me out a little bit of some things that needed to be happening. And um, 
ever since then it's been pretty good. So I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, communication is key because I said, Pedro, you need to talk to them and tell yeah, them how you feel. Yeah, I do. I did. I did talk to them. You know, you know I am. I'm not going to hold my tongue. They know I'm going to call and say something. So if I have an issue, I will, you know, say something. Yeah. So just I'm just like glad you finally you. you got through it. And yeah, because you don't was... want me to leave. You want me to stay there forever. <laughs> Look, we have kids. We have a family. You know what I'm saying? We have to eat. I had another job lined up. I know you did, but I like this job, you know? You only like this job because the other job is temporary. Yeah. With the idea of maybe going full time. Yeah. So just to think of the point of the ideal part is like, mm, it's not. Yeah. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was my main thing. And then, I, and then we had this couple of weeks. We've had. That's something we'll talk about on another podcast. We that's a whole had, other subject. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a very eventful past month mm-hmm. with our marriage. Yeah. That but, we'll we'll talk about later. Yeah. So definitely. It was definitely some because you guys know that we always talk about marriage and different things yeah. in our podcast. But it was just the devil was really in. With the devil was really in there. Yeah, trying to to do some things, and you know, yeah. thank God, God has blessed me to be more calm mm-hmm. <laughs> and not the past Pedro. Because the past Pedro, I'll be honest, you know, look, you a whole new a door different. door would have broke, been you broken. Just, you just different Pedro. The TV would have like, been smashed. Yeah, um, I'm looking. I'm looking for that Pedro, but nah. God has did a transformation. Yeah, and I say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, that. Lord. You yes, know, so that's that's so, the main thing because yes. marriage is not easy. You go through different things, and you know, you growing, and both of you changing. So it's just a lot going on. So that's totally a different type of topic that we're going to cover. Yeah, yeah. Maybe on our next episode. On our next episode, we'll talk yeah. about it. But today. Yeah. We're going to focus on the infertility that we need to cover. What? Anita. Oh, you don't have the email on your phone. Oh. But here, let's okay. read it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, we're going to introduce, we're going to bring in our guest now, because it's, it's about that time, and she's been patiently waiting. So, thank her so much for that. So, you ready? Can we read the whole thing? You could just, yeah, just read the um thing. Okay, it don't so take you long to read. We're going to be, we're, 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 we're going to bring it in first, right? No, we'll bring that afterwards. Okay, after you say it? Okay, yeah. go ahead. All right. Actually, first, let's pray. Okay, let's pray first. You can pray for us. Okay, Lord, thank you so much for this day, for this podcast, for Miss Alicia coming in, talking about this important topic that all women and men need to know about. I'm asking you, Lord, to bring in the people that need to hear it now or even later on the replay. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to bring on Alicia Mense. She is the founder and psychotherapist with Emotional Wellness Boutique a thriving private practice specializing in online therapeutic services for women and girls 13 plus. With over 15 years of experience, Alicia provides a non-judgmental and down-to-earth approach and reassured with a resource with skills to flourish forward. I should have got my glasses. Yeah. Career highlights include serving as a counseling team leader, assisting research with the University of Massachusetts, a graduate research fellowship at Assumption College and public speaking at Boston University. Mm-hmm. While counseling is her passion, Alicia is also deeply inspired by the expansive reach that public speaking activates in changing lives. Alicia has spoken for conferences, podcasts, television segments, schools, agencies, churches, and other community events. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook, which we'll put up later, under the name Emotional Wellness Boutique. And for more information, check out her website, which is www.emotionalwellnessboutique.com. So with that in mind, we would like to bring on Alicia Misi. Hey there. Hey. Hi. How are you? 
Fine. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. wonderful. Okay. It's so great to join you today. We're so happy to have you on with us today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that nice smile, the very <laughs> Line up the room. Line up the room. Definitely. Hey, that's what Kiso do for you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Nothing wrong with that. You would think you would think that you would, you know, be a little tired or something. Yeah, with the kids. But, but <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being a mother, a wife, especially a mom, is definitely exhausting. I think mm-hmm. one of the things that you learn very quickly in motherhood is that you can have conflicting emotions simultaneously so you can be mm-hmm. joyful and exhausted at the same time right, <laughs> right? i yes. know a lot about mixed, that yeah mixed emotions mm-hmm. it's not always going to be one way or the other right right, right. so yeah smiling but absolutely still tired <laughs> <laughs> that's why i brought it up i, I knew you were, i knew you were bringing home if i said that yeah <laughs> so could you tell the people where you're from yeah, sure. Before I do that, I just want to thank okay. you both for inviting me. It's an honor to to be here in this space. So thank you again, again. I am born. <laughs> thank you. I'm born in the beautiful island of Bermuda. So I'm a Bermuda-based clinician that was trained in the U.S. Right. So I've, I've gotten the best of both worlds in, in a sense, I guess. Well, that's awesome. Same thing for me. I was born in Bermuda, but I was trained in the U.S. There you go. <laughs> Don't let the accent fool you just because I have the American accent. <laughs> I do that. I, you know, I grew up in Bermuda to about 10. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to grow up and live. And oh, definitely. Be. I yeah. definitely miss it for my children. Yeah. Even now. So, you know, the point that you have your kids there and I see all the different pictures mm-hmm. on my Instagram, you know, stories and stuff, guys. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. I don't miss it too much. I don't miss the beaches. You don't. <laughs> I never liked the beaches. I grew up on the rocks. I grew up on St. John's by St. John's AME. That's where my house is, my home is. Oh, right, right, right. So I, I I grew up off the rocks. I grew up diving off the rocks and swimming on off the rocks. So I was never a beach boy. <laughs> Like pick whatever interests you, whether it's diving off the rocks or the beach or fishing, mm-hmm. you know, it's all island vibes. That's right. I'm That's telling right. you. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so tell us about some things that you go about infertility that um, I see we had three highlighted points of yeah. infertility, mm-hmm. pregnancy loss and high risk pregnancies. Yeah. And as we dive into this conversation, I kind of want to provide a trigger warning that okay. as we go through this topic there, if these things, if these traumas are something that you've personally experienced, then you may have a sense of discomfort, unease as we go through these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I'll, of course, um, withhold providing things that of medical nature that might be significantly triggering. So I'm going to be mindful of what I'm sharing. Right. But also, if you do experience a level of, of discomfort and unease that's substantial, if you need to pause and come back to this conversation when you're feeling more apt to or, or when you're kind of coming into it a, a bit more baseline, then right. Feel free to do so. Just pay attention to your body, pay attention to your mood, and really honor what you might need as we go through this conversation. So I kind of wanted to start off with that kind of caveat before we dive into talking about infertility. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No yeah. That's a good disclaimer. Exactly. Good disclaimer. And as we move into this conversation about infertility, um, my husband and I are one of the many couples, many individuals where infertility just nuzzled its way into our lives and we were not ready. We were not prepared. We were not expecting it. It did not come up as something that we considered would be our experience. We were highly naive. Right. Just how frequently this does come up. One in five one in five women experience infertility. 
Wow. One in five. And there are men that experience it as well, but I'll be talking more so from the perspective of the female, mm -hmm. right? Who experienced okay. it, right? Okay. And so after five years of trying and trying, we, we flew out to Boston and saw the medical professionals and got the assessments. And they were like, so your situation is as pretty as, as bad as it gets <laughs> in layman terms. <laughs> so you need to do IVF, you need to do donor eggs. And even with that, we're not too sure how successful you'll be. Right. So they were pretty blatantly honest um, because wow. at 30 years old, your fertility levels start to decline. 30. Wow. Wow. 30s young. Well, yes, it, is. it is. But is it, well, I wonder what was that? Is that the body change and just, it's just not the same as since I'm maybe able to hold a child? Like, what causes that to happen? Well, before you answer that, oh. you think about it. You had Kaya at 30, and oh, yeah. that was, she destroyed you. That was my hardest pregnancy. Mm. That was your hardest pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So if you think about mm -hmm. it, 30 would be a, mm -hmm. a viable age because when you, you, you was like, I don't know if I want to have any more children after this because she, yeah, it was hard. She, she was a big girl. Yeah. She was almost 10 pounds and, mm -hmm. and she pretty much like, you know, really I was hurt a whole you. different look. You was miserable. <laughs> you was miserable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, so that makes sense. That 30. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I looked up a couple of things and it said that age was like the number one on the list. Yeah. Oh, wow. So is it that you really need to start younger in the, in the sense of getting ready to conceive? I mean, I have children. Actually, can I ask you a quick question again? Sure. I'm sorry. Because I want to ask this because oh. it goes to what she's talking about. Okay. So, you were saying that you like how long have you been married? That's first first I want to ask you. How yeah, long have you been married? It was nine years. You were married nine years. We were, yeah, we weren't in a rush. We were enjoying life. And then for gotcha. the past five, we kept on trying and getting frustrated and pausing and trying and getting. So yeah, so we did about five years of of of, of giving it a shot. Oh, and, wow. and then so how that's when you realized like after so like five years in, and then it just you just realized it's not happening. There's gotta be something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's and what I want to ask about because you mm -hmm. said about going. You went straight into you went for the IVF. Yeah, you know, I want to find out how long did you go before you realized that you know there's something not right here. Yeah, yeah. And mind you, none of this will be medical advice. So there are some doctors that recommend that depending on your age, that after six months, after a year, you mm -hmm. go in to get assessment. So um, again, that's beyond my specific specialty. Right. Speaking right. as a counselor and right. someone has experienced it personally. But mm -hmm. what I can say is that I know that at 30 years old, that's what they, they informed me that um, it's oh, wow. not to decline. Wow. That being said, I think that you shouldn't rush to have a kid until you know that you want to have a kid. That's true. Because, you know, that's a life altering decision. And oh, so it's more so just being mindful of the landscape that you're moving into. Yeah. I think these decisions, because sometimes women, myself included, just aren't aware of just how. Right. Thing shift, and then mm -hmm. by 35, they call you with some doctors. I think it's such a harsh term. Um, they call you a geriatric patient at 35. Oh, wow! Oh my god, wow. <laughs> and wow. if you think about how life has changed at 30 and 35, a lot of us, especially as women, are finding ourselves right during our relationships. You may have career goals, financial goals, travel goals, personal right. goals that we're knee deep in, and so we may not want to disrupt all of those. Um, things that are that are giving us passion and an excitement to have a child. Wow. And that, that's what we're finding a lot of women. We're, we're kind of pausing the childbirth element because we just want to even work on our wellness and who we are, our, our mental health before right. moving into pregnancy so that, so that we can break some of these generational curses. Definitely. Yes. 
True. And so wow. that is why I am one of the many women <laughs> that found um, infertility knocking at our door and not wanting to answer. Wow. How did you deal with the fact of them saying um, you can't have a kid right now unless you go through all of those different things? Like emotionally, how did you deal with it? Yeah. So initially it was shocking. You know, no one is expecting to hear these types of reports. Right. I'm very physically healthy, especially at that point. I'm like, I run half marathons. I eat very clean. You know, there's nothing wrong with my health. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a clean bill of health, except for when it came to my room. Right. Well, yeah. So there was a lot of shock. And then kind of going right into action planning once I kind of was able to process and acknowledge those emotions. So mm -hmm. what does IVF treatment look like? What could we do? Getting our head around the, the price tag of $30,000 wow. around and wow. knowing that it's a gap around per try. Wow. Mercy. And, so, yeah. And there's variation, what? but that's an average cost. Wow. wow. And that means that that's, a, that is not even a guarantee that it could take. No. In fact, they say it's cumulative. So each time you try, you're more right. likely to get pregnant the next time. So you can have two, three, four rounds. Whoa. By 30,000. That's a house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, you know, it's amazing how women, you know, when you get to a certain point in your life, you want kids. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you think about when you see mm -hmm. other little babies, yeah. shows. Because yeah. when I lost my first baby, I mm -hmm. kept watching the the baby show and everything, yeah. everything that connected to kids. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how it emotionally mm -hmm. affects you because you're like, am I going to be able to have kids? Is it ever going to happen? Especially if you marry somebody that already have children. Yeah. Yeah. So you even want it even more. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. that was going to be my next question, actually. So how would when this is all going on for yourself? The, the emotional that was on you, how did it? filter down to your husband and how did he handle it my husband's amazing <laughs> he he is incredible so my husband is and i have a relationship where we can talk about our thoughts feelings wow. and quite yeah. quite candidly quite openly quite frankly mm -hmm. and so we process a lot and although it was traumatic it was something that if we if you let it it actually brought us closer Right. Yeah. Wow. I think yes. that it was actually bringing your thoughts, bringing your concerns, bringing your unfiltered experiences to your partner. Right. Because things like this have a tendency of taking you farther from each other or bringing you closer to each other. Definitely. Right. Keeping those lines of communications open is a critical part of it. And, and that's one of the things in terms of, okay, so what might women experience, right? As they kind of move through the infertility, they can move. Right. They can experience the relational problems if their partner maybe isn't as supportive um, or if they are feeling guilt about, man, if they have a lot of preconceived notions of my identity, my role as a woman is to give kids. And if I can't do that, what is my purpose? Right, right. My function in this relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Those type of thoughts and feelings that women experience. It could experience your sex life if you are having to do treatments that you're getting injections and hormones and pulling out your calendar and basal <laughs> thermometers and am I ovulating? And <laughs> like sex can move from this spontaneous, exciting right. experience to this kind of timed mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. medical <laughs> experiment, right? Wow. And so just being very aware of how these things can be coming online. And then the cultural stigma, because then people are can be asking you, so when are you having kids? You'd be yeah, oh my goodness. Make, um, make great parents. Or I hate that. Get a sibling. 
Yeah. And you don't know what people are going through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part right there. Yeah. You don't they they, that, it make you question yourself. They and, did that to us. Yeah. They yeah. did that to us. And we after the after, first kid, they was like, when you having a second? Like, we when you having a third? I'm like, yeah. wait, are you having these children all week? <laughs> but beyond yeah. that, when you had your topic pregnancy, that was definitely like, you know, are you going to be able to get pregnant again? Mm -hmm. you, know, mm -hmm. you was what you what she just said. You I, you definitely went through that. Like I you did. was so on ten. Like I got, I want to have a baby so bad. I was sitting to the point like after you know after we had sex, I'm putting my legs up in the air. Yes. I'm just being serious. I put my legs up in the I air. I you told us. I, I, I was saying, I know what? we were saying we that. We said we're being real and raw. I'm dead. Yeah, being real. I did that. I, 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 I'm like, because that's how bad I wanted it. Yeah. I'm like, I wanted to stay in there when it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we went through that for a good two years before we had our son. Yeah. Where we wasn't trying. Yeah. Yeah. But that was us. Yeah, the desire, I'm hearing you say the desire for me was so strong. It was. Yeah. And just being faced with the unknown can mm -hmm. be scary and, and traumatic it and cause be. such unease mm -hmm. because you're like, what's going to come next? <laughs> I have no idea. And this is one of the mm -hmm. biggest parts, one of the things that I am I'm desiring more than anything else. And I don't know if it's going to be my experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you bring spirituality in and it becomes, okay, so God, <laughs> hi, <laughs> uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> what do you have in my plan? Like, is the children going to be there or not? And I know God also blessed people to not have children, you yeah. know, and maybe to help someone else to have kids. But in reality, I think all women want kids at so some point. Real quick, life. that's actually a point that I wanted to bring up. So while you was going through this, because mm -hmm. I know this always happens, while you're going through this, Probably all your friends and family friends and having cousins babies. and we're having babies just popping babies, pop, 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 pop. And yeah. that just had to add on to the, the anxiety stress. and the mm -hmm. stress that you was feeling. Mm -hmm. Yes. While you was trying to have kids. Mm -hmm. And I want to say two things. I want to acknowledge that some women want kids and some, some women are maternal and desiring of it. And okay. some are in this place of being unsure and that's okay. Right. And some are in this place of saying, I know absolutely I don't want any kids. And that's absolutely right. okay. That's and so good. I just want to kind of normalize for women, no matter where you are in the spectrum, from absolutely mm -hmm. no way, never happening, to <laughs> I'm deeply desiring it. Anywhere in that spectrum, that's okay. And right. it really can sometimes cause you to kind of vacillate and kind of move back and forth in that spectrum as well, because you're just not sure what your reality is going to be, Right. Right. Um, and and to your piece of man, how do you do with that when everyone around you's popping babies, having number two, having number three? I know. Showers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of want to encourage women to put up whatever boundaries you need to put up. Yeah. Right. I had to say no to a close friend that was having a baby shower. Wow. And I had to say, I'm so so sorry. Right now, that's actually a trigger for me. Right. I would yeah. love to attend, but right now, I think it's going to actually cause me a bit of discomfort. Yeah, gotcha. Got it. Wow. And she was okay with that. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's a good friend. There you go. People that care about you. That's a good friend. Exactly. That's why I want to point. That's a good friend. Yeah, we'll get it. Mm -hmm. If it means wow. staying off the social media when there's certain anniversary, like Mother's Day coming up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? That, that, that's, that's, I feel for women that's trying to have children and really want them mm -hmm. because I know a couple of women that went through some experiences and my mother I think she told me that she experienced having fibroids before mm -hmm. she had children mm -hmm. she lost two mm -hmm. twins before she actually had me and my sister oh. so 
I was like, how? Because I was wondering, because it didn't happen with us, I don't think, when she had us. Like, do it just come with each child fibroid? Do you know anything about that? Um, not that I can speak. Well, I do know something about it, but I don't want to move into a medical space okay. where I'm giving misinformation. Right. But I have, as a clinician and a counselor, talked with women that have experienced fibroid challenges and that being a part of their infertility story and then having to consider um, surgery. Do I right. get a be removed? Um, will that improve my chances? Right. And so one, one tip that I actually want to give to women um, who are battling infertility is to find ways to have a strong connection with your body. Right. Because your body becomes moved from this thing that is yours to mm -hmm. now this big scientific experiment where you're practicing or trying different strategies and interventions to see what might work. Mm -hmm. And you can unconsciously start to turn inward towards your body where you're experiencing it as something that you have, you have shame towards right something that you dislike yeah that you're angry at yeah because it's not doing what i want it to do yes and wow. so if you can find some way of having a physical connection with your body whether that's exercise whether that's deep breathing right whether that's giving yourself a self massage or going to get a massage putting in positive deposits into your body that is also going along this journey with you. Mm -hmm. It's so critical. Yeah. Or these medical interventions that are are taking withdrawals from your body, right? Yes. Yes. You got to put those deposits back in and cherish our body because there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Or they can get counseling as to talk to you or to somebody else that's a licensed or that Absolutely. is in that profession yeah. that you are in, you know, to have somebody. Because I think just like as a male, we yeah. know we always feel like we have nobody to talk to mm -hmm. and when you go in the, i I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not a woman but i'm just giving an opinion of a sense of from what i hear from knowing from tara mm -hmm. yeah if she just had that idea that i can go talk to somebody yes. that it would help her mm -hmm. so i use i use a child to get her to talk mm -hmm. or like let's mm -hmm. go talk to somebody mm -hmm. you need to yeah. talk to somebody because that Yes. Sometimes just getting it off your chest and just mm -hmm. telling somebody that can maybe give you a point of view that you didn't even think about, right? Or, or like consider, absolutely, or, you know, thing will definitely just help you in a long way with the process mm -hmm. of going through their infertility and the loss and things of that nature. Yeah, so absolutely. And there's been some research that even shows that for some women, it, it can actually enhance your results mm -hmm. because any we you know when it comes to trying to get pregnant, being relaxed. Right. Essential. That's why you heard so many stories and mine them as we'll get to that point. Okay. Right, stop trying, you got pregnant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Because you've relaxed, you've mm -hmm. calmed, you've found ease. Mm -hmm. You've let go what you may need it to have let go in that moment just to find peace. Right. And so there's a for some women a mind-body connection to this process as well, mm -hmm. right? And right. so for all of these things, infertility. Um, pregnancy loss, high-risk pregnancies, all these things we'll talk about. Therapy is an essential tool. Right. Um, I, I walk women through that are experiencing these things and we, we process their stories. We process their trauma. We talk about tools that they can use for all of these experiences. And as right. you can imagine, you could do a podcast on just one of these. So you won't be able to get very in-depth with tools for each three because right. there's so much to be said for yeah. It's one, a big right? topic, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that is why therapy is such a crucial, a crucial way of being able to um, support you the same way that you would go to a doctor for fertility, right? Right, right. Being a therapist is just as essential. Wow. Yeah. Would you say that um, a woman that, 
it's just not working out, would you suggest maybe having like adoption a child? I mean, adopting a kid to maybe kind of um, help, I guess, heal that that part of not having a child. Would you recommend a woman to do that in therapy, or you wouldn't? I never recommend um, a life choice for someone, but okay. what I would do is process the pros and the cons of both. Okay, gotcha. processing what that means for her and seeing mm-hmm. if that's a viable option. Right. Kind of processing the different avenues. So if you do go in this direction, what might the outcome look like? Right. And if oh, you wow. don't go, so we'll kind of process the options and then um, we'll allow the, the woman to really tune into herself and ask herself what mm-hmm. she that, is yeah. in the best interest for herself. And if she doesn't know the answer, being able to say, and I don't know right now, and that's okay. I don't have to have all the answers right now. I can get used to being uncomfortable with the unknown. And I think that's the most important piece about all these elements is right. there's so much uncertainty. So mm-hmm. how do you find peace? How do you find self-compassion? Um, yes. Feels when you don't know what the end of the story is going to look like. Wow. Right. So when you finally had... When did you find out you finally had the twins? Like, when did oh, you? Yeah. So even before we got to the twins, um, we found out that we were pregnant um, really after I let go of getting pregnant. Oh, wow. So after finding out the information on, on fertility treatment and my husband and I going through a season of prayer and just tuning in and finding out what our next step, mm-hmm. we clearly heard God saying that 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 path wasn't for us. And yeah. I, you know, you know, I did not want to hear that. But we let go, we released it and we just moved to a space of um, accepting whatever our life path would look like finding mm-hmm. radical acceptance yes. and, and painting a story of what that life could look like if we didn't have kids, which is a form of um, narrative therapy, right? What is the story I'm telling myself about right. if I can't have kids? I'm telling myself I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be alone in my old age. My life isn't going to have any meaning, right? Yeah. The part of nar- narrative therapy is asking myself, what am I telling myself? How mm-hmm. is the story impacting me? Do I have evidence that this is true? <laughs> and can I rewrite this story? So right. after kind of going through these processes, I kind of found, you know, acceptance and said, okay, I guess I'm going to, I may just be a dog mom. I was looking up dog breeds. I'm like, Boston Terrier is. They don't, they don't shed too much. And surprise, boom, we are pregnant. Oh, wow. That sounds, you remember those books back in the day that we used to read? I don't know. if you, You're kind of young, Toss. I don't know. Whatever. Young, so you may not know it. Remember those books where you could read and then it would say, um, go to go to page 22 or go to page 30. Yeah. 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 So you had options. You had, you know, go different ways. Uh-huh. And, you get, and then you read some more and then it's like, go to page 50 or go to page 75. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't even know what book I'm talking about, do I you? I don't. Yeah, I told you she wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what like that's how that's how I take it when you're talking about yeah. the, the choices and you know yes. trying to you have a a whole outlay of what you yeah. plan to do or what you can yeah. do rewriting your narrative as you go along. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it's not what happens to us, it's how we respond. Yes. That is so true. Happening to us. Yeah. Yes. I can take the same trauma and let it wreck my life and yes. never recover and just remain heartbroken. 
or I can I can acknowledge those feelings when they come online, but I can right. actually redirect it to a life where I can find peace. I can still find purpose. I can reshift my identity from I may not be a mom, but here are the other parts of my identity that's important. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So that work is what allowed the peace mm-hmm. for then our pregnancy to happen. That and God, just to be, you yeah. know, you know, that's so, so true. How did you? How did so? How did well? Well, on our end, when like you said, she had the topic, and then she was stressing, and then I think at some point she actually just became very calm. Because I said and I wasn't going to stress about right, it anymore. And then we didn't. Yeah. And then we didn't even know she was pregnant. We found out because we went out for our anniversary. Yeah. And um, she got sick eating. And we didn't think we didn't think nothing. I of didn't it. think nothing of it. <laughs> nothing of it. You know, like I'll be honest. Back in the day, we she had a daiquiri. Yeah. And, you know, and it made her sick, and she's like, "Why yeah. am I still sick?" <laughs> and we just we didn't put two and two together because we're course. like yeah. at that point we're not because like you said we had let go. Yes. Because we wasn't like, am I pregnant? Right. No, it never yes. even crossed our mind. We just was like, oh, yes. I'm sick. Why am I feeling this way? I just want to get through the day, enjoy mm-hmm. our anniversary. We went sightseeing. We did a couple of things. Yeah. And then when we went home, she woke up the next morning. She was sick again. And she said, let me just think. And she went and did it. Uh, and then there it was. And she got <laughs> mad at me because of my response. I, I'm, not, I'm sure your husband didn't react this way. She came running into the room and she was like, wake up, wake up. I'm pregnant. And I looked at it and I said, that's nice. And I turned over and went back to sleep. Went back to sleep. <laughs> I was not happy with that response. <laughs> right you were thrilled. You were, you were yeah. excited. And yeah, so I agree when you say you let go and just, you know what, I'm going to let go and let go if it's meant for it yeah. to happen. And I just start putting my mind towards other things. You yeah. know, maybe I go to school, maybe I'll do this mm-hmm. or that. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, I would, I would suggest to all women, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. But um, what happened? In your computer. Oh, it's about to die. Sorry. And um, it's not easy, but when you let go and let God, you'll be amazed what he can do. Yeah. What doors he can open up for you. Absolutely. And I don't want to minimize the therapeutic work that went into getting to that space, which is why therapy is critical. Mm -hmm. But I do want to offer hope in this conversation that you can feel better. You can find purpose and meaning Mm -hmm. and advancement despite being in a space that you have no control over what's going to happen next. Right. So um, that's, that's the season that brought us into getting pregnant and just being over the moon and excited. Um, It was my first pregnancy ever. So I was just, just thrilled about this miracle the doctor said we couldn't get pregnant and look what god did i pulled out the chunk of baby items that i had (laughs) and and then a few months later we experienced pregnancy loss wow Mm. okay because that was i was gonna i was gonna ask that question because i didn't know you i knew part of the story yeah did you tell people right away or did because you know some people say i'm waiting for the first trimester and then i'm gonna say something Yeah. yeah i was so in belief that God would not let his daughter lose a child. Mm-hmm. That you was. That I just went all out. In. Gotcha. I went all in. I didn't make um, announcements immediately, but um, we did share um, with just key family and my job didn't know. Right. Um, because, you know, I was just so thrilled. Right. Yes. We just, we just could not keep the excitement of this miracle to ourselves. Yeah. So, um, the loss was something again that many of us as women experienced. And it wasn't until I began talking about this 
loss of our baby that I, I've heard from so many women that said, wow, me too. Wow. I haven't told anyone. Wow. I, I experienced a loss 10 years ago. Wow. I experienced a loss 20 years ago. Yes. I experienced a loss a year ago. Mm-hmm. People that you don't even think. People who wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. Wow. And because it's become such a taboo thing, yeah. and because as women, it, there's this unconscious message that we did something wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blaming ourselves. Yeah. Which is why I don't even like the terminology loss because you didn't really lose your child, right? Yeah. You carried your child with love. I, the terminology miscarriage, right? That you mm-hmm. miscarried your child. So even the language that we use, it can kind of convey the message to women that they've done something wrong. Right. And so I just want to offer women just the normalcy that you are not alone if you've experienced this. So many of us, yeah, that have have walked through this just um, tragic experience of of not just having a trauma, but having a trauma that takes place in your body. Yes. And that's very unique. Mm -hmm. Feeling your baby, or even if your baby didn't get to the point where you could actually feel your baby, which brings me to this. I heard a lot of women saying, Well, the baby was only four or five weeks. So, you know, I shouldn't be this upset. And I offer you love is love. Yeah. yeah. No timeline. Yeah. Love doesn't know timeline. So, whether you were in love for a week, a month, whether oh, you were in love for, right? Yeah, for 18 weeks, whatever. Yeah. A mother's love is a, a powerful force. I'm telling you. Yeah, wow. because like for your instance, the baby never got out your fallopian tube. Yeah, because I was like, can you just push it out? Like, could you just <laughs> yeah, push, yeah. push it and put it inside of the uterus so it can start growing? They were like, exactly. nope. Yeah. And wow. I, I You never forget it either. It's yeah. just like it stays yeah. with you, you know, as time go on. But then it also make you appreciate Mm-hmm. That yes, I lost something, but God has showed me strength mm-hmm. in the process. And mm-hmm. not everybody, I, I can't I can't keep saying God for everybody because not everybody yeah. believes. Yeah, so but people have um they believe in something. So mm-hmm. they got they got yeah. hope for yeah. people around them that may be encouraging them to get through the process. So I would say be around some positive people that's gonna help mm-hmm. you walk through the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you said you lost your, you had a loss. Mm-hmm. So then what was the process then? Because now you, you're, you're pretty much going like a roller coaster. You went up, you came down, you're going up, you come down. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. kind of leveled off because you got pregnant. So you're like, okay, it's leveled off. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This baby, I'll be good to go. And then poof. Yeah. So if I can just speak to some of the emotions that women experience when there is a Definitely. pregnancy loss, mm-hmm. whether it's, I, I find that, um, my clients, the thing I hear the most is utter shock, yes, utter disbelief. It yeah. takes a while for the body to literally, the mind to, and the body to literally process that your child is no longer here. Yes, yeah. it it there is a constant kind of reevaluation. Is this real? Is this a bad dream? I don't understand because I already saw you growing up. I was thinking of what what school you were to go to. Yes. I was already dreaming about you. I already saw you in the clothes I like. I you were here, so how are you no longer here? So yeah. it can be extremely disorienting and can result in feelings of numbness. Yes, because there's just so much feeling that I just my mind and body needs to tap out because I can't process it at all. Yes, I can't process it all. 
Mm. And so exhaustion, um, and then roller coaster. There may be moments where you are feeling at baseline, and then moments where you are, you know, just sobbing uncontrollably because of the various triggers that you might experience. Someone come up to you in church and saying, "Hey, how's the pregnancy going?" Or, mm-hmm. oh, "Are you going to have kids?" The <laughs> great mom, right? Yeah. So all of the triggers that you might encounter in your everyday life, right? So trying to navigate it and and guilt that, you know, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have carried, maybe I put too much in my purse or maybe I should, maybe I exercise too much or mm-hmm. we tend to take on the blame that doesn't belong to us. Yeah, no, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't belong to us. Can I, with, with that, dealing with different clients, um, Deal like because you can lose, you know, when you have the loss of a baby, the loss, the loss of pregnancy loss. There's so many different ways. So, when you was talking about like the mental part and just like you playing it over in your head, is it also do you also take it? I know you do this, but take it into effect where how they lost the baby because you could miscarriage or you get stillborn or you can, you know, it's like and because that is going to trigger different aspects with different women. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And can I just talk about the different ways that loss might occur? It may be anything from a miscarriage. Again, I hate that that terminology. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, where your your baby is no longer able to survive, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 there's an aspect there. It may be a loss, and I want to also bring this to the table where there may be an abortion. Yeah. Yes. It's still a loss. Right. It is. Because yes. the woman makes that choice, it doesn't mean that it's a choice that she wants to make in every situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's still experiencing a loss and added guilt and added shame and mm-hmm. added, did I make the right choice? And a whole load of pressure on her shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's medical abortions where I have to make this decision because my my life might be at risk. Right. Mm-hmm. Or there may be some um chromosomal abnormalities that I'm informed of, and then I'm making that decision. Right. So there are so many different ways. And I must say that I find common, almost like PTSD for some women, post-traumatic wow. stress disorder, wow. um, reactions, no matter how that woman has experienced that loss. The loss feels like loss, no matter yeah. um, how mm. it, you, it you've experienced it. There's mm-hmm. individual, of course, experiences, but boy, we have similar experiences. Yeah. See that you just brought up a point that as a man, I would never even thought about as an abortion being a loss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest. I would never yeah. thought yeah. of it because I, my first thought would be like the, you were saying. Sometimes a woman wants to have the abortion, but the man doesn't want the woman to have yeah. the abortion. Yeah. So then the man now go it can go through a little bit of, of that. Mm-hmm. That PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, I just never thought of it as like a loss until yeah. you just brought that up. That is yeah. so true. I didn't, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't think of that. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to intentionally should like kind of illustrate the different types mm-hmm. of loss because I think it's something that is um, misunderstood as yeah. this woman just feeling great about this decision that she's making. And there might be women where that is the case. I'm not, yeah. of course, speaking for every woman, every situation, yeah. but I will say that there are some that, you know, that I've counseled that experience it as a traumatic level of loss. And mm-hmm. so I just really want to ask women to allow themselves to acknowledge the emotions that they're experiencing mm-hmm. and to utilize radical self-compassion, radical self-love, and know that your feelings are neither good nor bad. They yeah. just exist. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They just exist and they float in and out the same way that our clouds float overhead. Your sadness may float in and out. Your happiness may float in and out. Your anxiety may float in and out that they just come in and out of our lives and that our emotions are neither good nor bad. And that if you find yourself having a moment of peace and happiness, you don't have to feel guilty about it. That that means that you didn't love your kid enough to be mourning them and yes. in a way where you have to stay upset. It's almost like an unconscious way of playing penance, where I yes. have to be upset to show how much I love you. Mm-hmm. I have to just allow myself to stay in that constant state of mourning. And you hear this often for a veterans who they go to war, they have, you know, um, um, people that they work alongside, soldiers that they form these amazing bonds right. and they die and they come back and they feel like they have to stay in a constant state of mourning. I, when I've talked to some, a constant state of mourning, because if they find happiness, it's almost like they've forgotten their their, their yeah. true. That is that wow. is true. Yeah. 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 And so I just want to encourage them to move and acknowledge the emotions, breathe through it, cry through it, move through it, create art through it, talk through it, journal. <laughs> it pray with it worship whatever your spiritual element is dance through it sing through it whatever you need to do but move through it because eventually the feelings will come and go and there's no timeline to this yeah yeah there's no timeline talking about that that like with this podcast we've learned talking about things yes um has helped our relationship and helped Mm -hmm. us to be more open with each other and help us to be more community, more communicative towards each other. Mm-hmm. And what you were just talking about with women, like you'd be surprised. Like if you just, I think the even women do this where they don't want to tell their story because they, they just feel the shame. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other women out there that's going through the same thing that you're going through and they can, and you can, you don't know who you could be helping or who, who you know, just one person, yeah. but you don't know, you know, who you could be helping or what you could be, you know, bring even if it brings pain to that person, they may still have a thought of like, you know, I need help or maybe yeah. I need to go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You just never know what you you expressing your story to other people That's right. will do. But I think a woman have to accept it for themselves first. No, no, yes. For they're yes, able yes. to then yeah, share. Yeah. I'm not saying just the public you know, so that happened be like, Oh, this mm-hmm. happened to me. Mm-hmm. That's that's rare. That's not gonna be the case. But yeah. I mean, I'm talking about a woman that when she can you know, can under can it's not accept but deal with the loss yes now she can express to other people about her loss yeah and hope you know of helping somebody else mm-hmm. yeah and that initial sharing maybe within your tribe right? yeah yeah most times most times family's the worst i'm not trying to be funny but family's <laughs> the worst because they you know it's like sometimes like when somebody passes away yeah sometimes you don't have to say anything yeah. i think people in general feel like they always have to say something yeah you don't always got to say anything. Just be there. Mm-hmm. Let the person grieve and cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then when that moment comes, they ask you a question, you answer. Yeah. But just, just, yeah. But just be there. Because sometimes just being there is comforting mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. yeah. Listening yeah. here. You know. And your tribe may not be family. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm happy you said that. Because when you said tribe, my thought was the people that you handpick. 
Yes. True, true, true. And pick to be a part of your inner circle, your inner space, your sacred space of healing. You know, I probably never thought of that because I don't have an inner circle. <laughs> I have a very small inner circle. I mean, Look, I really do. But that's okay. That is, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's only a few people I talk to on a regular basis. I mean, really small. And it's <laughs> not about the size, it's about the intimacy. Yes. Yes. It's You're about right the about trust. That. You're right. And You're so right I'm the that. same way. I don't have a huge inner circle. Yeah. Right. right? I'm super selective. I can <laughs> yes. be the one, but I'm super selective. Right. Yes. Yes. And so you got to honor your story with the yeah. people that you feel comfortable with. True. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Mm -hmm. how, how do you deal with men? Do men come to you talking about um, how they feel about loss of? They wife maybe losing a child or or decision making of maybe just want to have an abortion like have you how do men do I know we you probably focus more on women yeah but I guess I, I kind of want to touch on a little bit of men because men feel that too like yeah. how do what do they come to you saying yeah so you're right I focus mostly on females that's a population that I feel called to serve right is females but I will say in general that a lot of the tools that we're talking about here and a lot of the feelings. You can copy and paste, and we're still, we're still talking about men as well. Oh, definitely. Some of the shame, mm -hmm. right? Feelings of guilt. Is there something that I did? Did I did that, did that argument cause her? Did I stress her so much? Man, it was high. She had high blood pressure. Did I contribute to that? The, <laughs> the high blood pressure. So there's ways in which these same emotions can be accessed. So when I think about what my clients have shared from their partners, there's that same initial numbing. If I can't, yeah. that same initial disbelief, right? Mm -hmm. So there are, there are, these are like universal um, human emotions mm -hmm. that are commonly experienced by both genders. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the, the, probably the biggest thing I hear from women um, that they need in these moments is they just need to be held, loved, nurtured, and reassured. Yes. Held, wow. loved, nurtured, and reassured, and be given grace that she's not going to be back at baseline for quite some time. Yeah. Wow. And that's what you might not be either. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so giving each other the abundance of grace. Yes. yes. There might be things you would have like nitpicked on or hopped onto an argument. Mm -hmm. Just be able to slow it down, kind of really assess. Is right. what I'm about to be, what is, is what I'm about to say necessary in this moment <laughs> is it helping healing or is it destroying and tearing down yeah because one thing i think i see now a lot of people waiting until later to have children in life yeah now i I'm, I'm sometimes wonder why do people wait so late now knowing the the high risk that comes with it and age and all of that mm -hmm. so i guess for me I guess I can't say I recommend people to have people, children <laughs> at a younger age because, like you said, people have goals and stuff yeah. that they want to reach. Mm -hmm. But the, the the chances that you take to for waiting, do you express that with women that you talk to? Not necessarily, because I never want the woman to think that it's her choice that led her to that circumstances, because mm -hmm. that will contribute to feelings of guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. But I will honor that she intuitively chose a time that was best for her. Mm -hmm. And that's really critical that, that mm -hmm. everything, especially when it comes to kids, is about timing. So I, I talked to them and some of them do have career goals because they want to make sure that they don't, they're not struggling financially as a family. Yeah. Some are working through their own childhood trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they are not sure if they can mother in a way that's healthy because they were not mothered in a way that was healthy. Yes. They were not nurtured by a father. They don't even know what 
being a parent looks like. So why am I jumping into it if I'm not ready for it? That's wow. true. And so wow. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because that that's that's one thing about with women, like you guys go through so much, and then to bring a child into the world and not even it's not even about being financially it is about just being physically mentally spiritually oh. it's like it's a host of different factors you have to take in that you are ready to do because mm-hmm. you know so unfortunately some women on you know can have children are not motherly yeah unfortunately yeah. i mean i i see it in my profession that's why i say this i see it in my profession yeah. i i've i go out and women got like six kids and mm-hmm. she's you could just see she's not physically or mentally ready to have to have all these kids. Yeah, yeah. No. So we hold compassion and we say, wow, it must have been so rough for you that when you were growing up, perhaps you weren't nurtured in a way where you know how to do that for yourself first. Yes. And then to do that with someone else, right? Yeah. I'm so sorry that was your experience. So let's talk about how you can mother yourself first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can be your first mother to yourself first. True, true. That will enable you to then be it for your children. Self care, self care, yeah. self love, self compassion, yes. self awareness, self honesty. Yes, wow. that, yeah, that's probably the biggest one. <laughs> I that get you a long way. way. Yeah, yeah. But but Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I said now that I'm a mother, it's just like I look at my two daughters, even my son too. Yeah. But I look at my two daughters and I say they're gonna be mothers one day. Yeah. So I'm trying to be that nurturing person for them, hugging mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. talking to them, yeah. and and they, you know, us women, we can be emotional people, which I am. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to cut it down a little bit because no I, <laughs> I know the more I am, my daughter's going to pick up for me. You know, mm-hmm. as time go on. So I don't know. I just I, you just want to be there. Yeah. For your for a woman or for your girls, if they experience infertility yeah. loss, mm-hmm. because it's all connected. Like you said, we want to break the generational curse. Yes, we want to make sure that you know it keep that whatever's broken, we don't carry it along later in life. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 hard. It yeah. is. That's why we have to give ourselves a break for mm-hmm. trying to do the thing that we've never experienced. Mm-hmm. So for some of us, and again, that's important to therapy because it can feel like you're trying to walk blindly and find a destination that you've never seen, touched, experienced, but yet you're walking blindly <laughs> trying to create it, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to give yourself grace for the moments where you snap and lose it rather mm-hmm. than being <laughs> grounded <laughs> and patient and engaging your kid the way that you believe is the best you know, way to do so. Right so much grace and give yourself kudos for the fact that you are putting the effort into into attempting into trying into putting one foot in front of the next each day yeah it's for your children yeah because like as a male i when we first got married you wanted kids right away and i was like be patient yeah you did i'm glad that you did that let's let's <laughs> have time because i both my my sons were um born and then i got married right yeah. so yeah. like I already had the child there. It was yeah, no time. Yeah. It was no. It was no time to connect with, yes. with your my ex, with my yeah. part, my ex partners. Yeah. So I was saying to Tyler, like, we need to just do things. Yeah. Let's let's do things. And I'm glad it changes. Yeah. It changes once you have children. And so I was like, let's just do things. And she, but it caused a little bit of riff in the beginning because yeah. you were so yeah. intent on having a kid. I was. Yeah. I was 
she was fight, she was pushing me, trying to yeah. push the door that way, and I'm trying to keep the door closed. Yeah. And I'm just like, just be patient. It will happen when it happened. Yeah, and, and it did, and it did. Yeah. And I'm glad we did because we had the time to spend with each other. And mm-hmm. it's important in in marriages or relationships to to yeah. grab that time together as much as you. That's can. That's what she was talking about with her and I. What yeah. they they went. That's out why and- I would join yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing and a, a lot of people don't have that opportunity yeah yeah but it's not like you have to go it's not even like you have to go and visit the world it's just yeah. just spend just have quality time that's it. every night that's it. worship that's every night that's it routine um routine yeah. read a book together or just yeah. go for a walk together just spending time right. and getting that's to know right. each other because right. when you're trying to have a child one of the main things that you need is both of you to be in tune with each other because yeah. if one of you is off tune you're not going to have that baby's not happening. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You're creating that harmony that you want to welcome your child into. Exactly. You're creating a, yeah. you're creating a foundation. Yeah, you know. a commonality because mm-hmm. you were raised in two different households of two different ideas of what a family even looks like. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. So you're two different languages here. Yeah. So you're oh, trying definitely. to find, was that? Definitely. No, 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 definitely, because I was a Ventus and she was Baptist, so we definitely yeah. was on two sides of the, um, yeah, yeah. Other of the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the beauty of giving your, but is why, you know, these conversations about timing, timing is divine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Timing is divine. And so if you feel like you've missed the time, that you've done it too late, too early, um, there's no such thing as perfect timing. Right. Yeah, right. You you're just right. Do your best to to kind of be in tune with mm-hmm. okay. Is now the moment? Is now the moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. on that point, so you had the pregnancy loss, and yeah. then how did you deal with that? So did you like feel the need to maybe go back to the IVF, or did you feel the need to you know go like because you said that God said stop, and then yeah. when you when you lost when you had the pregnancy loss, were you then like okay I'm gonna try to do it on my own? Was there a period of time when you had that in your head? Where you yeah. kind of just for a moment because we're human, we're gonna we think like that sometimes. When when we yeah. when you when you're emotional, when your emotion is that high, you're like, I'm just gonna try to do this on my own. Yeah, yeah. I never revisited, and as a couple, we never revisited IVF once we got that that confirmation from God. Okay. It just it, it, we were so sure. Gotcha. So sure that that wasn't the route that God wanted us to take. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. There's not a biblical stance no, no, no. Exactly. behind it. Right. Right. It just wasn't our, our path. path, right? Yeah. And so I kind of went back to just healing, like just doing the healing work, uh, yeah. finding nourishing, self-soothing routines, pouring over the things that would allow us to be able to um, um, find uh stability <laughs> find a sense of normalcy again what does normalcy right. look like after your child is no longer here right yeah mm-hmm. so you're just trying to get the ground under your feet feeling secure right gotcha. um and so that was the work that we were just really about was doing a lot of self-nourishing activities yeah. journaling exercising um progressive muscle relaxation mm-hmm. and massages every now and then um, just things that were helping um, to kind of bring um, calmness as much as possible and healing, and um, and just just being open to that we didn't know what was going to come next, and yeah. just moving through the lament of it all, just crying out to God and being like, 
what are you doing? <laughs> you know? um, and just having frank, honest conversations with God and allowing God to talk back to you and, and connect with you and soothe your heart. And, um, and then it was from that experience that about six months later, we found out we were pregnant again. You talk about your funny um, pregnancy um, kind of story. Our one was me being so tired of taking pregnancy tests. <laughs> and it was a Monday morning. So I literally <laughs> did what I need to do on a stick. I said, here you go, babe. You can just let me know. It's negative. I'm just going to get ready for work. And comes, <laughs> so I'm getting dressed for work. And he comes in from the bathroom. He says, you're pregnant. And I say, come <laughs> on. You know, we have a hundred of negative pregnancy tests. <laughs> only got a positive one. So you have a trash can of negative. <laughs> wow. And so I, I, one of the rare stories where my husband told me I was pregnant, I definitely didn't. Cause wow. I was just like, it's, it's, I just had kind of found like it, it may not be our story. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to just, mm, if it's not our story, then all right, let's redefine what our new story is going to be. Right. Wow. And so we went through the sonograms and like many um, women that experience a, a pregnancy loss or counting each week because you know that each week is precious so you don't take it for granted and so mm-hmm. as you're asking yeah. trying to get to the second yeah, trimester second trimester yeah, yeah <laughs> trying to each week get there and um and not telling as many people this time around because now we know that things can go wrong yeah and um you got into the 18 week sonogram um to find out the gender oh before we got to that during the first sonogram i say so I know that's a baby. I've been here before. What's that other mass over there? Oh, my <laughs> oh that's when you found out that it was twins? Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. I, not only God bless you with one, but two. two. <laughs> I mean, I gave you, you see? You see, he gave you more than, oh, my more. goodness. They go to story of Job, isn't it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I literally recorded my husband's reaction because this is all COVID, right? So I have to be in the sonogram by myself. He's in the oh. car. So I get oh, my no. phone. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. Oh, man, that's caught his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was just amazing. Yeah. Did you, so you videotaped him? Like, did you hand him the sonogram? Okay. Like, videotaped him while you looked at it? <laughs> oh, no, you did. He was more shocked than oh, wow. oh my gosh. <laughs> I get a little teary eyed and just yeah. like, oh my god! Look, I knew you was pregnant, but two, really? <laughs> yeah, he was. I think overwhelmed was the first emotion that I saw in his face. Like, oh my god! Because he's probably like, oh goodness, now I got to take care of two kids. Like, he what? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I already know he was thinking. Oh, like, man, this yeah. responsibility for male. Yes. One thing about a male when they That's when right. they find that their partner's pregnant. That's right. You 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 as a male. Yes. Most males, not every yes. male, but most males. Go yeah. into that. Okay, I gotta do this. I gotta yeah. provide. I gotta make sure this Got is it. taken care of. I gotta take make yeah. sure that's taken care of. Yeah. And you, you already start thinking. Yeah. As a male, you start thinking mm-hmm. just like the woman's got the the baby in the clothes yes. and how the baby's gonna look. <laughs> the man's already thinking like, how we're gonna do this? Yeah. How I'm gonna do that? What I'm gonna, you know, like mm-hmm. what we're gonna, you know, college. We already start thinking of college. <laughs> the baby's not even here. <laughs> You're right, and my husband is an amazing provider and very, very um much into finances. And, yes. and so he definitely was. I know by by knowing him, the face of expression I saw was calculating. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. We were overjoyed and just Aww. thrilled and just um, basking in again another miracle. Yeah, uh, 
and then getting to our 18 week sonogram. We're going to find out the genders, getting ready for our gender reveal parties. And then the um, sonographer says, I'm, I just one minute. I need to, you need to consult with the doctor. I'll be right back. And I mm -hmm. go, we look oh. at each other and say, okay, I've been there before. That's typically not a good sign. Yeah. Um, long story short, we were informed of information that kind of revealed that our babies were at risk for being spontaneously delivered. And I won't go into much detail just to avoid any triggers for right. women that have gone through things of this nature. Right. But the cliff notes are that we had to fly to Boston, had to get a surgery, and the doctor advised that we just terminate the pregnancy because the, the chance of survival was so low that they just recommended that we just try again. And my husband and I were adamant that we weren't willing, that that wasn't our choice. And we respect that every couple or woman has to make that choice. And for us, that wasn't our choice. We, we wanted to continue with the pregnancy. And it was over a hundred days of bed rest and being in and out of the hospital and going from planning a pregnancy reveal to being on your back 24 hours a day and, wow. you know, feeling all of the things that are happening in your body that's letting you know that your babies are not necessarily safe and wow. counting week by week to try wow. to get to the point where your, your kids are viable and wow. dealing with the fear and dealing with, again, right, the unknown and yes. dealing with, you know, what you think a pregnancy should look like right, and how it is for you. Mm -hmm. And that's because... For women and, and for men as well, we've been given a kind of a lot of false narratives about how pregnancy should look and should be. Mm -hmm. And so if you are one of the 15% that move into a, a high risk pregnancy situation, right. you're kind of carrying into your mind, you know, I should carry full term. I should be exercising all the way through. I should be this. I should have a vaginal birth. You're carrying in all of these expectations. Right. And that's, that's fair because we have our ideals, mm -hmm. but what might help is kind of shifting from a should to, this is what I would like. This right. is an ideal. Mm -hmm. that pregnancies can be very unpredictable, right? Yes. Yes. And so just trying to be, um, kind of open to the fact that whatever comes my way during this pregnancy, that I will cope with it, that we will deal with it. We will move through it. Right. And, and dealing with the emotions, the worry, the fear, the guilt, you know, my body's not doing what it should be doing. Right. Yes. The grief, the isolation, especially if you're a woman that is hospitalized, like I was for part of the time or on bed rest, you're not interacting with the, the world at large. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You're kind of in this little cocoon. And so, yeah, there are tons of, of things. And then you're being told to stay positive because if you don't, if you get too worried, you could cause, you know, the baby to have um, even more complications. And so okay. it's important that women know that the outcome of their baby is not solely based on their emotional state. Because right. that's the setup. If you tell a woman, if you get anxious, you can harm your baby. You're gonna get anxious. Yes, <laughs> like, really. I, think I mean, you're gonna automatically stress. Yeah. You know, with that, even though they, with them telling you that, you know. Yeah. Oh my word. Absolutely. And so there are a ton of resources that are available for women that find themselves in high risk pregnancy. Um, there's just the Shades of Blue project, and that's especially for women of color that um, have social connect you to social services and therapeutic groups. 
Mm -hmm. Um, There's a Mama Glow um, resource, and they're also for women of color. They do online resources, online courses. Um, And one of the most popular is Postpartum International. And they have online groups for pretty much anything in pregnancy, whether it's um, a loss, whether it's a baby in the NICU, whether you're you're experiencing the effects of abortion and trying to find healing. Um, They have a plethora of groups available. And so there are resources out there for women so that they know that they don't have to walk through these experiences alone. Right. Well, so, so use your babies, use on bed rest um, half the time. So a hundred days, a hundred days. So, um, (laughs) how old, I mean, how many months were you when you delivered the baby? They were 30, which was a miracle just to say at 30, by the way, I think Uh they were 32 weeks. Some of the details I don't always remember because it was a traumatic experience. And so the mind has a way of erasing erasing it. Yes, I see all the time. That is painful. And so there are some things I can tell you with clarity. And then there's some details, especially the specifics that my brain just kind of erased. And also motherhood needs to clean up space to remember (laughs) all the things that keeps your kids alive, right? Yeah, yeah. but we moved, actually, it was it was definitely a miracle because we moved way farther than anyone thought that we would. Mm. And so we would come in and they would come in for morning rounds, they'd say, um, because it was a teaching hospital, right? Okay. They'd say, okay, presenting Alicia Massini, she's so pregnant, we can't believe she's still holding, you know? We oh, wow. Babies wouldn't make it, but they're still here. And so, um, yeah, they went way farther than anyone else thought. So you, were, you became a miracle in the hospital. Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. You need to write a book, sis. I plan to, <laughs> because I want to normalize these conversations for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I know that initially when I was going through these and I was looking for resources, I wasn't always finding what That's I was tough. looking for. Mm-hmm. And so I want to probably not much it. out there. Yeah, yeah, and so now I know. Yeah. But at that time, it wasn't any as much as many um, resources accessible um, right. at that time. And so, yeah, and, and my story is not unique. My story is one of thousands and millions of women that that walk through this journey. Wow. How big were the kids when they were born? Oh, they were tiny. I remember we just were happy to get them to one pound. Wow. Gotcha. Counting down to a pound. Um, I think I think one was one point three and one point four or something of that nature. How big were you? I was a pound and my sister was a pound and a half, my mom. We stayed in the hospitals for what six months, you said? Wow. A good while. See, she don't even remember that. So I bring it up. (laughs) My mother couldn't carry babies long. You know, after she had my brother, she had him for a term. But but after that, she just didn't carry babies a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, a very common thing that I, I speak to a lot of women that experience it, um, mm-hmm. the, kind of similar to what you're describing. Yeah. And, um, thank goodness um, having accessibility to good NICUs. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. That makes a, a major difference. And so part of my therapeutic work when I'm walking alongside women is also teaching them how to advocate for themselves, letting them yes. know what their options are, teaching yes. them how to talk to the medical doctors and questions to ask and mm-hmm. things that, that they may not um, be as 
Yeah, because you're exhausted and you're traumatized. Like you just say, you're, you're not thinking, all you're thinking about is I just want to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever yeah. the doctor says is okay with me. I just want to sleep. <laughs> you got to yeah. be more proactive in, in that process. And especially for women of color. Yeah. Yes. Because our experience in medical communities can also often or at times um, be problematic. Mm. And so we do have to be able to um, speak up and call out things that we're noticing and seeing. And that's a whole nother podcast mm. <laughs> in and of itself. Right. Mm. Um, but the whole, um, I guess, the beautiful thing of our journey is that I hope that it conveys hope. And I'll say the name for our, our daughter that passed was Hope. Oh. Her name was Hope. And so that was a name that was given to me and I didn't understand it at the time, but mm. now kind of looking at the journey that we've been through and now what I know is my mission, my purpose is to invoke hope yes. to that no matter what your outcome is, no matter where you are right now. That's my, the title of your books is hope. Oh, wow. You just gave me chills. Great. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So oh, with the first child that you lost, with the first child that you lost, did you have a funeral? So that's a whole, I will but, say this. I'm sorry, I didn't want to, I'm trying to actually just. No, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with you asking. Okay. Um, I guess the best way I can answer that is um, we weren't able to do that. Okay. Um, gotcha. that sometimes there are medical systems right. that can mess up and make that not a possibility. Gotcha. Right. Okay. But that was what we had hoped for. So yeah. we did our own little private um, ceremony. Yeah. And ironically, the place where we um, had our own little way of honoring our baby mm -hmm. um, is a place that we took our first family pictures. With our cool. So that's our spot. We come back to that same spot, that same beach where we mourned over. And I think I've seen that picture. Oh. You might have. Because you, because when, I remember that's how we got that's we we just met today like yeah. it like physically yeah not physically but zoom whatever you want to call it but I feel like we've known you for a while because I it remember when you brought the babies home yeah I remember you just bombarded Facebook and Instagram oh, yeah. with pictures you just oh, had yeah. pictures everywhere just oh, yeah. boom, 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 boom. like you won't know was, about this miracle you won't oh, yeah, know yeah, no, it was a great thing it was a great thing it was really good I was yeah yeah had them in the water, you had them on yeah. the beach, you had them on yeah. the sand, right. So I I kind of think I remember that first picture that you had. Yeah. yeah. Our first professional photo shoot that we did as a family, mm -hmm. we did it right there um, okay. at the beach where we honored Hope. And the flowers that we used to send out to see, we used to put around our babies oh. as a way of saying you had a big sister. Yeah. And she's not here, but in a way she's here. You know, yeah. we're going to honor her and acknowledge yeah. her. Oh, nothing wrong with that. It's Your good. family it's is good. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, guys, if you haven't seen, check out, check out her Instagram. <laughs> Emotional love her. boutique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> boutique. You can... oh. All right. Yo, let me put the information. You I'm can... so sorry. Like, she's she's so big. So she's got it. <laughs> like, put it on the. I'm so put it sorry. On the, um, I am about to put it on, on the screen. screen. <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! Oh, so sorry. You to She normally has it all typed up already. But I, know, I know, boys. No I, I have, I have it here. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome, sis. So then you, so the babies were born. 
You bring them back home to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Was there, did you go through any anxiety since you had lost one with the babies once they were born? Mm-hmm. Did you go through any anxiety of something maybe happening or, or like, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I, I, because women, even after they had, when they yeah. go through that trauma and yeah. you have a baby, yeah. now you go into the next trauma of yeah. overprotectiveness because you're like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. You, you're still counting the weeks because yes. you're like, yes. okay, we made it to this week. We made it, especially right. if they was just a pound and That's a half, right. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. was there yeah. a point of that? Yeah, um, I think it's a very common experience for NICU moms, mm-hmm. and again, that's a whole other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the NICU journey is a unique one where you don't um, immediately. Well, depending on where, what level your kid is at, you know, our right. kid was. I'm in the incubator hooked up to not oxygen, which was a miracle, but also um, feeding tubes and some, some, some oxygen, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't, um, they, I should say they weren't dependent on oxygen. I'll put it that way. It was like more the nasal because you can have just a nasal one where you just get, you get the pure oxygen, but you know, you're not depending on, it's just the breathing in clean air. Right. And that was them. Exactly. Right. And so you go from having these machines that let you know that your kids are OK, their hearts beating. And because they're um, preemies are times where there's there's elevations will go down and you're like, their heart beats going down. Are they OK? And so you're kind of dealing with that. OK, you're here. But now let's learn what it's like to parent a one pound of small little, small little baby. Right. So. Right. Uh, there's definitely levels of anxiety and um, fear of, can I take care of this small baby? Right. Mm-hmm. But there's, I will say through this journey, it's amazing the resiliency that you learn about yourself. Yes. That I can do hard things. <laughs> I, I can persevere through the unimaginable. Yes. Right. And mm-hmm. so you find, you can find this inner strength. You can find mm-hmm. this inner warrior that comes out where you acknowledge the anxiety, you process the anxiety, you yeah. give yourself compassion, baby, of course you feel like, like I talk to myself, like, baby, of course, honey, you feel like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. the way that I would talk to my kids, you talk to yourself and you, you mother and you care, of course you feel nervous, honey, you love these girls more than you can ever imagine. Of course, yeah. you have nothing to happen to them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but, but you find um, ways to release the anxiety. Yes. And what you're asking is a question of perinatal mental health, which is an area that I'm moving into specializing in. Okay. That has to do with pregnancy, postpartum, NICU, all of these things, right? And that's postpartum anxiety. Often we hear about postpartum depression, right? That's yes. Thing. Yes. But postpartum anxiety is just as common, right? Uh, maybe even that existed. Yeah, it, it can it can play out um, because and it can be easily dismissed for oh you're just being a new mom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Just being yeah, a new I mom. Got, I got told that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it may be some postpartum. Oh, anxiety. oh is that other phrase they use like oh you'll figure it out? All mothers yeah. do. Yeah, they yeah. love that phrase. Yeah, they love that phrase like oh you'll be okay. You you'll figure it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey there, Cynthia. Thank you so much for tuning in. I was reading the messages. That's how that's how mama. Yeah, but those are normal. And I think that's the importance if I can hone anything in. It's all of these emotional states and experiences are normal. Yes. Our reasonable reactions. There's nothing wrong with you. 
Yeah. Right? It doesn't feel good. You may need support through it. It doesn't mean that you don't need clinical um, assistance at times, but it's still a normal emotion that if you experience these things, that there will be a level of response. Right. And, um, but yeah, move through the anxiety and definitely was able to kind of process and and let that go so that it doesn't become a baseline way to your point of parenting where yeah. it moves from postpartum anxiety to where now I'm I'm smothering my child. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm afraid of what might happen to them. Mm. Yeah. How old are the twins now? Oh girl, they're 16 months already. Oh. I thought they were older. They feel look, they think they are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel oh, I feel wow. that's what I was saying. I felt like there was like two. Yeah, three. I felt honestly. Yeah. I just maybe it's a pandemic. I just felt like that. <laughs> like, you know, you know, I just oh, felt like they're growing so fast. They're growing so fast, and they have big, and and you, well, you may appreciate this, Tara, being a NICU baby as well. When we were in the, um, when I was in the hospital, I had a few um, nurses that were mm-hmm. NICU um, mm-hmm. babies themselves, right? And they were like, "Man, as NICU babies, it kind of you learn how to fight." For some of them from the womb. Yes. You're fighting from the womb. Then when you get here, you're fighting, right? Yes. And so for some of them, there is this kind of inner strength, inner resiliency, inner um just voice. Yes. Yeah. Inner it, it, it they kind of come into the scene. Yeah. Not necessarily kind of being cuddled and, and cradled with just, you know, calm nursery sounds. They come into the <laughs> into the world <laughs> with, with um, machines beeping and nurses running, right? Yeah. They and my daughters are just like bold little girls. They Aww. are, I feel like who I've become as a woman in my strength, they just kind of kind of came into the world at the state that I've grown to. That makes wow. sense. Yeah. Well, that, that would help them going down the road because I think, like you say, they came out. They came out running, even at yeah. a pound. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's How many minutes apart are they? Just one minute because we had to do C- emergency C section. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. My oldest thinks that my the one that is the youngest thinks that she is the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it, you know what? You don't even have twins for that to happen because my eight year old thinks she's older than the twelve year old. Four years apart, so yeah. it's not even about being twins and being older. It's just <laughs> and then the twelve year old tells um the fourteen year old the boy uh-huh. that he's that she's the oldest, right? <laughs> So it's, it's just a, it's that's just a that's never gonna be that's a sibling thing that's just a you know sister Aww, thing you know that's you know absolutely I yeah. love how you take videos of every moment that's me I take mm-hmm. videos of pictures of every moment yeah. and I love that my mom had pictures of us in the NICU so she even looking at them now at my age almost forty mm-hmm. I'm like wow I came a long way like yeah. and my mom always tell us a story how the um the nurses used to write stories about us and mm-hmm. how we were doing good and stuff like that so I think when your girls finally get old enough to know the journey that they've been through, mm-hmm. they're going to be so inspired by what you've been through as a mother. And mm-hmm. it's going to be amazing. They're going to really, it's going to help them to become good mothers as well. Yeah, I definitely uh, believe that. I definitely believe there's a, a purpose. They they are not here by accident. No, definitely. No, definitely they, they came here kicking and screaming and fighting <laughs> to be here. And, and God has a purpose for their lives. I have my husband having no doubt about that. Oh, definitely. They did. That was that was. You know, we always say God puts us through things that we can handle no more than what you can bear. But mm. you know, even though you had the loss of the first child, 
there was a reason. It was a, they was the reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I, I don't know. How can I say that? You know what I, I mean? Like, trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. Right. No one okay. has right. experienced a loss of a child, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But the result is, it, it doesn't mean, you know, the result is that our girls are here. Right. Yes, result. It is a minimize the pain that she was less important, that if she was here, that, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, a statement of preference, right? No, like, no, no, no. It's, it's a state of cause of, a cause and effect, right? Yeah, it, that's, yeah. yeah that's a, it's a cause and effect. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you, you may like, have lost, you may have lost one, but you gained two. Yeah. Yeah. And those, and those two, like you said, like you had the flowers around to say, mm-hmm. you know, hope. Mm-hmm. So they could, they probably at some point will be a, a bit of hope would have been, yeah. you know, like, you understand? Know, it's like, that's how I always believe like everything happens for a reason. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just thank God and keep moving. So, but that's just, I know it sounds kind of cold, but I'm not trying to sound cold. I know what you mean, though. But I'm trying to say, but I just don't know how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> how can I normalize that discomfort and not knowing what to say? We don't know how to talk about loss because that's it's right. not something that's you true. commonly talk about. So don't yeah. feel like, crap, I got to stop with my words. I'm going to say the wrong thing and offend this woman. <laughs> it's, trust me, I know your heart. And I also want to normalize it. It's just rough to figure out what to say when things like this happen. Exactly. And that's why I was saying earlier, you don't, sometimes when somebody has a loss, you just don't say nothing. (laughs) I've learned that. Don't say nothing. Just let them ask you and then you respond. Because there's really nothing really able to say. But to to see you where you are now. Yeah. And the journey that you and your husband are on now is just amazing. Thank you so much, sis. And I'm going to keep watching your story. Actually, real quick before that. So... One thing you was when you had the babies, you was mm-hmm. doing. This is something that you just started. So was the what you went through the reason why you started this oh, emotional boutique? That. I wanted to actually um, hone in on that when we were talking about high oh, okay. risk pregnancies. Mm-hmm. My calling came parallel to my adversity, and I really okay. want to hone in on that. Okay. I launched my first business, which was right for your healing. My first website. Okay. I launched that during my 100 days on bed rest. Oh, wow. okay. I had been working on it for years, but during that timeline, I was able to have an abundance of accessible time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and God just gave me a clear vision and I ran with it. And so wow. for some women, they feel like, man, I, I can't do what I want to do because I'm in this place of brokenness. Right. My, my calling didn't come when I was necessarily all patched up. Right. So wow. I, my first, um, my first speaking engagement um, on national television was when I was on bed rest. Wow. I was sitting in a chair, no one knew. My first time wow. getting a summit engagement was when I was on bed rest. All wow. of these happened, all of these things happen in the midst of the adversity. So sometimes it doesn't come after, wow. right? Wow. And then this business, the Emotional Wellness Boutique, that became okay. I'm moving from providing therapeutic content which is what Right For Your Healing was. And I'm moving towards direct therapeutic service delivery. I'm moving towards private practice. And that aspect just got launched in May. But oh, I've gotten clientele both locally and abroad. I, I see clients um, online. So I can see clients from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was one of my questions. Yeah, I wow. see clients anywhere in the world online because women asked for this. Yes. yes. Women asked for this. And that's what caused me to launch this business. Which is really your calling. Wow. I love it. So put it back up again. Oh, what? Oh, a oh, whole thing. Okay, sorry. 
Go yeah, ahead. So if you're interested in the counseling aspect, then you can look up my website, www.emotionalwellnessboutique.com. That's and you can send me a message to, that, to do the chat feature, read up about what my services entail. And I'd love to support women, girls, 13 plus for the mm -hmm. girls on their journey. Wow. Wow, that's, that's, amazing. That's, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, like you said, out of the ash comes a diamond. That's mm. right. And, that's right. You know, and you, you never would have probably went this way if you didn't have the experiences that you had. You probably would have been still where you was before. Yeah. And probably stuck and wondering why you're stuck there. Yeah. But, this but it's has not until a you lot of things sometimes that push you to do. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm. it, you know, the adversity that we face sometimes allows us to then move and then say okay let me go down a different path let me like you were saying earlier about do a different direction right create your own your own narrative of what you want to do right. what you want to what you want to be what you want to provide what you want to show right so there's a whole a whole field called post-traumatic growth mm. oh, okay. that's about who you become on the other side of your pain oh wow okay post-traumatic wow. growth right who you yeah. become on the other side. And while I know I would have ended up doing this work eventually, it wouldn't mm. have happened this quickly. Right. One thing that can happen through healing from trauma is it can create the sense of ain't nothing in front of me or some what's behind me. If I, can, if I can deal with not knowing if I can become a mom, if I can deal with the loss of a child, if I can deal with not knowing if my babies are going to survive, Right that I can do, there's nothing that you can put in front of me now that I cannot persevere through. And that's what, that's a part of what post-traumatic growth can look like. Yeah. I just thought there's one last question. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Do you think the experiences that you have went through has allowed you, because sometimes when you talk to women or even to men, just talk to people in general, you could be that therapist, but if you didn't experience it, they may not really latch on. But yeah. because you went through the experience, it yeah. gives you that it gives you that extra thought process of yeah. when they're saying something, I know how you feel. Right. They say, right. how do you know how I feel? Well, I went through this, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of opens up the door. Yeah, there's an authenticity that comes when right. you've held your baby in your arms and right. or you've held your womb and you weren't. Too. There's an authenticity that when you're talking about it, and I think this goes into SJ's question, that are there triggers experiencing when existing someone when you've been through a similar experience? And this is a, a common thing for counselors as in general, right? You can apply copy and pastes to anything that right. a counselor has experienced in conjunction to listening to your client retell their story. I'll say this, you may have an emotional reaction, but it doesn't take me off the path from doing what I need to do as a, as a clinician. I, I counsel with my head and my heart. Mm. Gotcha. My head and my heart, right? Mm. So yeah. I feel your pain. I feel your story. I'm right there with you. I'm really in the thick of it with you, right? But right. my patient's mind stays online knowing where this session is going to go, knowing how I can support you. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that is the beauty of having the book knowledge, the scholastic aptitude of knowing how to support someone. Right. But being able to say, look, I've been there, but I've done the healing work. Right. I've done right. the work that allows me now to jump in and support. So we're, right. no, we're both not drowning together in the pain. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. We're both not drowning together in the pain. I got you. Right. I got you. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for that yeah. question, Ashton. Yeah, I would say I hope uh, they answered her question. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even see the question because I don't have my glasses. So I just asked the question. <laughs> no, <laughs> it popped in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that people talk back and forth like oh, I love we love it too. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But um so Oh, what? I, I'm, I'm just sitting here in awe. <laughs> <laughs> Taking on the moment. So, uh, pretty much, we're just going to say thank you so much for all the information and just the the um positive thinking and positive way that you went about telling us about this. I don't, you know, with, in, with the beginning of, you know, with the triggers and mm-hmm. just allowing people to hopefully listening to this We'll be able to understand a little bit better or understand even men and women. That's right. Men actually, you know, I think this is good for men to listen to too, because mm-hmm. men need to understand what, what a woman go is going through. Yeah. That's because right. sometimes I think men don't understand what women are going through. They yeah. just think, you know, you get pregnant, you have a baby, you pop it out, poof. Yeah. And yeah. if you lose the baby, it's like, oh, yeah. we, we can try again. No, it's yeah. not always that simple. The, yeah. Because it takes a lot to get the woman back going again mm-hmm. to want to try to have another child. Yeah. So um that can but cause problems wanna, in marriages yeah, as well. Yeah, that can yeah. cause yeah, breakups and breaks up marriages and everything. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because just the stress is too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we said, you know, you you can go on and 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 see Alicia Mency. Alicia Messini. Messini, right? You can find her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can find her on Facebook, but you can find her at at, at www.emotionalwellnessboutique.com.com. You got it. And all we've been on the website is a lot of information and mm-hmm. um way to contact her if you want to get in okay. contact with her if you want to. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you do it all. That was actually gonna be my question, which you brought up. You do online, so that's Zoom right. and all that. So exactly. that's good. So you're not just um in Bermuda, you're all worldwide. Absolutely. But I have clients global guys. So share with a friend, share with an enemy, yeah. share with whoever. Mm-hmm. Put it out there because we we need help out here, and and if you can get the assistance and the positivity yes. that Miss Alicia can give you, then hey, go for it. Yes, yes. Yeah, really I just say... implore... I'm so sorry. No, no, no. no. Talk, talk, talk. We really implore that you don't have to do it alone because yeah. there's a lot of research that says that there can be a long distance between when someone knows that they need therapy yes. and when they actually make the choice to access therapy. Yes. And so I just wanted to urge like women, like know that you don't have to do it alone mm-hmm. and that investing in your mental health, investing in your healing, investing in your peace is something that yields dividends. That's true. Definitely. That is so true. Because like you said in the beginning, all it does is self-care and self-worth and self, self-love. Mm-hmm. If you can't take care of yourself, who else is, they always say that if you can't take care of yourself, who else will take care of you? That's true. So. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for we coming really on. We really have enjoyed this. We could go. We could talk all day about maybe this. Down the road, we can back, maybe down the road we can have you back again and we can get into a little That's more detail, some other things. Yeah, yeah. and maybe we you can know. meet the twins. I know. Right. Look, it, it it must must take this mic right oh, look, here. I'm, I'm going to be honest. You're going to have to come to the UK because I ain't coming to Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got that kind of bread. And <laughs> like, For five of us to come to Bermuda is like... Right? Astronomical. I'm. I'm. I'll go to Bermuda and I, I bring back pictures. <laughs> she didn't hear me. See, look, she didn't oh, hear what so I said. But you didn't respond because yeah, I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I expected a response. Oh, you did. 
Yeah, I expected to be like hey, over my dead body. Oh, or over my dead body. I'm sorry. Something. My you're, mind is somewhere else. You're, you're in another stratosphere <laughs> right a, now. I am. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You're in a so different zone. You know, you're supposed to, you know, come on. Get with the program. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Forever the, the UK will definitely hit you guys up for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Thank you, SJ. She put definitely pray over Alicia and her mission in assisting in the area of her expertise. Yes, yes thank yes. you so much, SJ. Appreciate that. Thank yes, you. Definitely. Thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us and for telling us about your story and mm-hmm. for giving hope to other women out there that may be going through the problems that they may be going through. Definitely. Yeah, thank wow. you for the invite. Oh, no problem. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. We went back and forth, but we finally got it done. Yeah, but you know, yeah, we're trying to find the dates, but this one worked out. Actually, did you enjoy life. did you enjoy last weekend? So guess what? It's the end of this month. <laughs> I found out afterwards. <laughs> I mean, everything, worked out. everything worked out. Everything All right. No problem. No problem. No problem. Everything happens for a reason. You yes, know. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so maybe we can do that. Reason. You see what SJ just said. Maybe we can yeah. do that. <laughs> We could set that up and have your husband come on. I'll ask and, him. I'll ask yeah. him. He tends to be a more like less. He tends to be more camera shy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who's gonna watch the twins? <laughs> There's also that very practical element. Yeah. Come on. Who's gonna watch the kids? <laughs> yeah, kids are older, so they they can take care of themselves. But who's gonna watch the sixteen? <laughs> you want them running? You, she do not want them running around the house. You come back, it'll be powder or Vaseline or something everywhere. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like my girls. <laughs> that's right. Like that's a typical sixteen month old. Like, yeah, we'll, see what, we'll see what we can work out, SJ. Oh, it's Sheldon. You know Sheldon. Sheldon Johnson. Yeah. Oh, what's up, man? Clap for my classmate. Yes. Nice to hear from you. <laughs> nice to hear from you. That's him. Okay. Oh, that's what SJ was. Yes, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know first. who that was at worst first either. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Kristen. Really appreciate it. Thank you. She bumped on muted too. Yeah. Burn me. Burp, burp. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to have you back, Alicia, yes. because, you know, it's so much information, very informative. And um, we want to know how your business is going to be growing. Absolutely. And so we'll let time go and then bring you back. Yeah, maybe when you write your book. Yeah, we, you okay. come write it back. Tell us notes. Let us know when your book is done. Yes, yes. We, want, we want to help promote it. Definitely. And we're going to have one before that because it may be a while before that, but yeah. we don't want to come back in like a year now. No. no, no. <laughs> have one before then. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So if you want to hold on for a minute, we're just going to think it will come back. We're going to end the thing and then come back we'll to you for just you for a, a bit. Sounds good. So but everybody say bye to Miss Alicia. Bye, Alicia. Bye. <laughs> you know where to find me. That's right. <laughs> All right. So guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on the God is Real and Well podcast. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you for um taking your time to rewatch it or if you was on live while we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, going forward, we will be doing some live programs, but we will be also doing a lot of recording programs. Recorded programs, yeah. Where oh, my mother was on. I meant to tell you that. Yeah, hi, my mom. mother was on. Um, hi, mom. She was on. She was text. She was texting me. You know, oh, she okay. Text she... Me, Do you know who that is? And I'm like, yeah, mom, I knew who it is. And she's like, oh, she act like I didn't know who. I was who like, Alicia I who was. That, yeah. I was like, I know who Alicia is. Why? Who, you're you're late. Like relax. She was like, okay. But yeah, bye, mom. But um, yeah. 
thank you for joining us. We're going to be doing some recorded programs where we'll be putting it on this platform at this time, but it will be recorded. Yeah. So if you do a comment or if you want to put something on there, we'll try to respond to that comment. Or like I said, you can reach us at the um, the Goddard's uh-huh. Ministry at gmail.com. That's the Goddard's right. Ministry at gmail.com. That's right. Actually, I didn't tell you yet, but because of this, somebody actually already emailed us that wants to come on that oh something not towards what we were talking about right. but something different yeah no it's actually about women is a woman topic but okay they just emailed right before we got on the show okay i flagged it so you can look at the email later okay and like as we always ask if you feel impressed or if you feel inclined you can go on the cash app and you can um cash app to the ministry to dollar sign real and raw podcast that's right or you can do the pound sign the the is that it's called the pound sign yeah in in the uk the british pound sign yeah goddard's land mm-hmm. and paypal is at goddard's ministry mm-hmm. paypal's at goddard's ministry g-o-d-d-a-r-d-s ministry, ministry. yes yes keep and we just want to thank everybody for coming on and and we hope that you have a great week mm-hmm. uh tomorrow is going to be a bank holiday for the funeral of the queen mm-hmm. so everything is pretty much going to be shut down yeah i still have to go to work but like i told you it's nothing for us to do so i might as well go to work yeah might as well yeah might as well make a little money no get away from you (laughs) i'm a good person you're a good person but i still want to get away from you (laughs) anyway like i said um thank you again guys have a good week have a good week blessings to y'all yes and thank you for watching the goddess podcast my name is pedro my name is tara peace peace This is Pedro. This is Tara. And welcome to the Goddard's Real and Raw talk show. Do, do.